0: and we discuss some of the most vital issues facing veterans today. Join us for this episode of Veteran Voices. Hey, good morning, everybody. Scott Luton and Monica Fullerton right here on Veteran Voices. Welcome to today's episode. Monica, appreciate you joining us, founder and CEO of Spousely. How are you doing?
1: I'm good, Scott. Thank you so much for having me again. This is an exciting opportunity.
0: What is? Well, you know, we got so much feedback about your interview with us. I learned so much about the Spousely journey and, and your entrepreneurship. Like we got to do it again. We got to find some other entrepreneurs, right?
1: <laughs> we got to bring all of these incredible Spousely vendors, you know, on your podcast to be able to spread their word and share their stories.
0: And that's exactly what we did. You put it better than I did. So y'all, stay tuned for a great episode. One that really is going to talk about um, military life, but also how it intersects with entrepreneurship. So stand by. Really, before we jump into that conversation with our dear guests, Katie and Monica here, a couple quick programming notes. This program is part of the Supply Chain Now family of programming. Today's show is conducted, of course, in partnership with our dear friends and uh, our nonprofit friends over at Vets2Industry. Check them out uh, to see what they're doing for our veteran community at Vets2Industry.org. And it gets better, Monica. There's a little bit more. Today's episode is sponsored by Kelly Barner and our dear friends at Buyers Meeting Point and Dial P for Procurement. So check out Kelly, who is a devoted and tireless veteran advocate. Do big things. You can learn more at buyersmeetingpoint.com. Okay. With all that said, are you ready to introduce our dear featured guests here today, Monica?
1: I am ready and I am so excited. I know the world is going to love her.
0: <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, I agree with you and you can tell a lot first impressions in, you know, two, you know, 10 minutes or so. And I think we've got a home run story. So let me do this. <laughs> I'm going to tee things up a little bit here. Uh, so our featured guest here today, we're going to be interviewing a military spouse, a mother for uh, to two extraordinary boys. Our guest is a nurse and one of the country's newest entrepreneurs as she recently recently founded a company that specializes in arts and crafts products, which is sold through the powerhouse spousely platform. So join me in welcoming Katie Prill, owner of Love and Lettering by Katie. Katie, how you doing?
1: Thank you for having me.
0: We are excited. Monica, that, that probably put, puts it mildly, huh?
1: Oh, I'm just so excited. I know that Katie's story just resonates so well. And she's just, you know, a true superhero in my eyes. I love everything that she's doing.
0: We do too. And we've been doing our homework on you, Katie. So your ears may have been burned a little bit, but you know, I got to, I got to throw this out there before we get started with Katie. You know, one of the things that came about as, as a part of Monica's interview was, hey, we need to feature more military spouses, right? That's, that's a big part of the veteran community. You know, all these families are serving together. And so I'm really excited about doing that right here with Katie Priel. So, Katie, let's talk about some of the basics. One of our favorite questions to ask, where did you grow up? So tell us where you grew up and give us some of the goods on your upbringing.
2: Well, I uh, grew up in a very small town um, outside of uh, Milwaukee. It's called Butler, Wisconsin. One square mile. Blink and you'll miss it. That's where I grew up.
0: What is Butler, Wisconsin, known
2: for? Uh, nothing really. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Um, right outside, like we literally border on Milwaukee and Wauwatosa and Brookfield and Menominee Falls. We're just this teeny tiny little thing. Like I said, you'll blink and you'll miss it. But it's a small town. We take care of each other. Mm. Um, and for the longest time, like my whole dad's side of the family was, was living there recently. My parents just moved from Butler. So I feel like a part of me just broke apart my childhood home, but um, very fond memories of growing up in this small little place and where I went to school and and all of that. So that's what, when I think of home, I think of Butler.
0: I love that. I love that. So did you grow up a Brewers fan or a Packers fan or
2: I did. I did. I grew up definitely cheering on the Brewers County Stadium before they, you know, changed it. And yep. then um, Packer fan. Oh, I am a Packer fan. Yes. A couple of years ago, when they had uh, the, uh, the sale on the stock, my husband and I brought, bought stock. So we can now say we are Packer owners.
0: Wow. That is so yes.
2: cool. One share, but <laughs> That's I, I can so still awesome. claim it. I will claim it.
0: I love that unique model that the Packers have. It's like a, it's like a massive family.
2: hmm I mean, the smallest market, but we have one of the biggest fan groups. So mm,
0: it's like in the blood. All right. So I want to talk. We're we're gonna pass baton to Monica in a second here, but before we do, I want to talk about food and Eureka moments. We love food around here. So growing up, what's one food item that was a, a inseparable part of your upbringing?
1: Oh gosh. Um. <laughs>
0: I don't want to ask you about cheese. I'm sure you get that question all the time.
1: I was just gonna say cheese.
2: (laughs) I mean, am I from Wisconsin if I don't like cheese? Cheese for sure. And I just think of like also just all the different like dairy products and going to the state fair and getting your uh, your flavored milk and all of that and your cheese on a stick. That's what I. When I think of growing up in Wisconsin, I think of cheese on a stick.
0: (laughs) All right. So I was just going
1: to say cheese on a stick. You saw my thumbs up over here. I was, (laughs) I love cheese on a stick. That is like my favorite food (laughs) at the fair.
0: I'm with you. All (laughs) right. So Monica, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you more questions before we get Katie's Eureka moment. Other than cheese on a stick, what's some of your other favorite cheeses?
2: Oh gosh. Now it's Brie. Brie is like, it's a staple and, you know, growing up as kids, you Always loved your Lunchables. So now we make charcuterie boards and buy all the fancy cheeses. So I am all about that charcuterie board, fancy cheese life now. So I'm with
0: you. I'm with you. Monica, how about you?
1: Oh my gosh, I have to agree. I love just a variety of different things and different foods. And it's just such a great way, especially when you're entertaining. I feel like it brings everyone together as like, You know, weird as that sounds, like you just got cheese on a tray, but everybody talks about it. It (laughs) stirs up the conversation and it really just, you know, it brings people together. So I agree.
0: And we need lots of that, lots of that in times like this. So final question for you. We like to ask folks about their eureka moments, right? Uh, They're a big part of life. They've been a big part of this, you know, this pandemic environment we're getting through. It seems like we're having them by the hour. What's an important eureka moment that had an impact on, on your journey, Katie?
2: I think for me, it, you know, growing up with four siblings, four additional siblings, and uh, my parents worked really hard to make sure that they were they were always at something. And the importance of just they were always there. They always they never missed a basketball game. They never miss a cross country meet or a track meet or anything like that. And I think like we are in the society where we just go go go, and it is so hard to just separate your family life, sometimes from your work life, but they, they made it work. They made it work that they always were there. And I think my eureka moment was just that it is okay to say, no, it is okay to pause what you're doing and show up for your family. And, and really, and truly that's what we've been doing this whole last year is just, we do what we got to do to show up for our family.
0: I love that. And the power of saying no. Steve Jobs had a, uh, a quote that's pretty popular. There. I don't have it in front of me, but it is an important You know, We can't say yes mm-hmm. to everything. Otherwise, we you know, are not get anything done. So, Monica, I'm going to bring you in. I know that that probably resonates with you, especially as busy as you have been lately. But where are we going next with Katie?
1: Yeah, let's dive into uh, military spouse life and what that looks like. And I think that this that's something that's so important for everyone listening today to kind of see the other side of it, to see what it's like for spouses. So, um, Katie, how long have you been a military spouse? Um, I've been married to my spouse, uh, Ben, for
2: 13, uh, 13 and a half years. And uh, we've been kind of in the military that whole entire time. We got married our senior year of college, um, right before he commissioned into the Air Force um, through ROTC. And so we, I mean, I've been with him the entire kind of military journey.
1: Yeah, and you know my story is so similar as well. Just you know being there throughout the whole process and seeing growing up with someone. I mean, I I was like 13 years old when I started dating. You know my. Husband, and it's just it's interesting to see somebody you know transition from you know who they were before into this service member. So, what has your journey as a military spouse been like? What has the military life been like for you guys? I feel like it's just it's been it's been a roller coaster for sure. I don't know that I necessarily
2: was as not committed, but just like dove in as much in the beginning. I think I was focused so much on just kind of starting my nursing career because I graduated, you know, he commissioned and, you know, it never stopped <laughs> right after that. It just was, it has been one thing after another, but the last couple of years, the last assignments have, as the assignments have gotten shorter, I feel like I've been focused more on really connecting and making the time that we have at each base just making it special, making, uh, making those connections. And when they say that it's a small air force or whatever it really and truly is, because you never know when you're going to see that person again, two, three, four assignments later, and you can still create those connections and, and meet these people later on.
1: Yeah, I love that. And I can relate so much to that with, with me as well. I feel like, you know, as a spouse, sometimes it means having to really find out like our identity and how we're going to fit mm-hmm. in alongside of our service member. And, um, you know, we have to sometimes put those careers on hold or find ways to navigate and be able to do something that can move around. What would be your biggest challenge that you've faced on this journey so far? I think nursing, like licensure.
2: Is one of the biggest or biggest headaches I have found. Um, every state, or at least up until recently, a lot of the states didn't have reciprocity, and so I feel like I had to start over every single time with the whole the background check, the fingerprints, um, paying for this or that, and running around you know town getting everything taken care of and notarized, and all the fees. And I really feel like in the only, I think the last three to five years have. The other states been talking to each other to make it a little easier, but that's been the biggest like headache is just getting the license itself transferred over every time we move, and then of course you know where do you want to work, applications, figuring out uh, who's going to watch the kids when you go to job interviews, figure out childcare. It's just it's been tricky, but um, it's been worth it for sure. But uh, there's definitely I think there needs to be. Some more talking between states and figuring out, uh, how do we make this a little more seamless? Truly, you pass one one exam for school, why can't it be the same to get licensed?
1: Yeah. And that is, I think that's, that's such a challenge, especially, you know, with the military lifestyle of moving around usually about every two to three years. So Mm -hmm. you spend, you know, the first few months getting settled in your new location. And now on top of it, you've got to take all these tests again. You have to pay all these fees and it's just an ongoing constant, you know, rotation. So yeah. um, Scott, I know you probably got some questions around what all that looks like and professional background and stuff.
0: I do. I do. You read my mind, Monica. You read my <laughs> mind. You know, one last thing on this. I've learned from my sister-in-law, a sister-in-law who's a, a, a talented educator that lived here in Georgia. They have since moved to, uh, I think, South Carolina's where they're living. And my brother-in-law is, is working in the Charlotte area. You know, so they're in that in that border area. But same same problem. Katie, all of their, her credentials, her teaching credentials, mm-hmm. she had to go through a whole different process as, a, as she was going to school for a different district. So we've got some common sense work to do, whether it's healthcare or in, in our education community, state right. to state, right?
2: There are, I mean, there are a lot of teachers within the military spouse community as well. And so they're facing the exact same things, mm-hmm. um, transferring over licenses. And every state has different requirements in terms of continuing education. And some are free, some are not free. and when you move, moving is expensive. So you're at factoring in all those extra costs to get everything renewed or, you know, relicensed. So mm. there definitely needs to be some people talking more about that.
0: I'm with you. We'll see if we can't make that conversation happen. Who knows? Uh, all right. So I want to switch gears and cause you've got some other exciting news. Uh, I want to talk more about your professional journey. And you've kind of um, already spoken a little bit about the healthcare industry, and some of your your work there, elaborate a little bit more on what you have been doing prior to becoming an entrepreneur.
2: So prior to that, I guess, I mean, obviously I was a nurse and, but got kind of into, I think as a means of, I don't know, stress relief, started doing (laughs) some art and some, um, some lettering and stuff like that. And that just kind of turned into just my therapy, I guess, in a way. And it went right into, you know, when the pandemic started, and I was out of work for a little bit because my job at the time, I was um, just working as needed. And so the full-time staff, they got the hours. My, my department was not as essential, still essential, go get your colonoscopies, but um, <laughs> they didn't need me there at the time. And so I was home with the kids and I turned to crafting and art and just like immersed myself in that as well as homeschooling my kids or trying to keep them from, you know, creating burning more mess at home, <laughs> burning down the house. And then, yes, while well, my husband was also doing virtual school at the time too, for that assignment. So um, yeah, we, I switched gears from the nursing world and switched it over to, to teaching my kids or, you know, overseeing at least my oldest in the online world and, uh, and then in arts and crafts. Yeah.
0: So a couple questions before I, I turn it back over to Monica sure. here. So, So you are a nurse that specialized in a particular type of medicine. Did I hear that right?
2: Mostly for the last couple of years. Yes. Um, I mostly stuck with um, endoscopy or gastroenterology. So I usually worked at um, outpatient facilities where um, patients will come in and get their annual colonoscopy, or if they were having an issue like that, then they come in and get an upper endoscopy. Um, I've done a little bit of like, I feel like I've done a little bit of everything with nursing because along with, you know, the trials of moving, you also have to deal with what jobs are available. And so sometimes the jobs you want, they're not hiring when you get to your new base. And so I've done labor and delivery, postpartum, I've worked surgery, I've worked infection control, Mm. GI for the large majority of my career. And then I also worked in hospice as well.
0: So you're really speaking to the flexibility that professionals Mm -hmm. that are that live that military lifestyle have to have above and beyond what, you know, the normal fl- flexibility that many uh, professionals uh, have been challenged with here in this, this current environment. One last question you've talked about, you know, homeschooling your kids. I think I don't know about y'all's experience. We certainly learned firsthand. I don't know how my wife, wa- my wife who has a lot more patience and she's a much better teacher. She led kind of the, the Luton digital Academy here when, when all three of our kids were home. And I have no idea still to this day how she balanced all of that and all the different platforms while, you know, doing, you know, working her job. So Katie, speak to that a little bit. And then Monica, I'm going to pass you. So Katie, speak to that, how difficult and challenging that was.
2: For me, I honestly never stayed home with my kids for more than, you know, maternity leave. And then, you know, the last couple of years I've always kind of just worked, I guess, mostly since I've had kids is just as an as needed basis, but I usually at least worked two to three days a week, sometimes more. And so it's different. It was different going from, you know, working and being gone and away from my kids to having them home, honestly, with me 24-7. I think we all had to learn (laughs) how to deal with each other a little bit. But I guess when it first, when everything first happened back in March of 2020, we were in another state. And um, my husband was in school for his assignment. So he was home too. So we both kind of got to tackle this, this idea or everything first together, at least with our oldest, he was in third grade. So, you know, we oversee or, you know, made sure he got his assignments done and everything like that. But then we moved shortly after um, in the middle of that. So then we moved to a brand new state no idea what the school system was going to be like, what schooling was going to be like in general because of the pandemic. So we made the decision that I was going to stay home and um, teach the kids. My youngest was preschool, so he didn't do a a whole lot. And he certainly ran away a lot (laughs) during teaching time, but uh, (laughs) I homeschooled my fourth grader for the whole year. And it was very humbling, very. And um, I learned a lot. I will never say I've I do not regret it one bit, but that was not the best decision. Or not not saying that it was the best decision, but it it's not something I can continue to do. Right. So my kids went to school starting Wednesday. <laughs> uh,
0: hey, that's a blessing, Uh, and it is. I I think what I'm hearing you say, and certainly something we dealt with, it just wasn't sustainable, right? Mm-hmm. Not all for the us. managing all the different platforms, and then look, good lord bless our teachers because they were yes. pros. they just dealt with the curveballs and, and just maintain at least for us maintain just this this calm and this understanding on how they did it so but i appreciate you sharing that katie it was something that we all went through and, and of course with the additional challenges that's just part of military life it's fascinating to kind of hear how y'all process that too so monica where are we going next
1: Let's shift gears into entrepreneurship and, you know, what that's been like, you know, Katie, how passionate I am about that and, you know, just, do. Being, <laughs> just being able to be alongside so many incredibly talented entrepreneurs, especially in the military and first responder uh, space. So tell me what that shift has been like for you. Um, you know, you've got a lot on your plate, you have a lot going on, and you talked about how you just started crafting and starting putting the everything into motion. So what has that shift been like? It's been different. I mean, honestly,
2: I never, I mean, I kind of felt like I always had some talent towards crafting and arts and stuff like that, but really got to dive in and focus on it and started having people notice it. And, um, I think switching to homeschooling and being home with my kids gave me the push I needed to just take that leap of faith and just go for it because I had nothing else to lose. I mean, I was going to be at home with my kids. I may as well do something and try it. And honestly, what was the worst thing that was going to happen? I didn't sell anything. That's okay. <laughs> then I shut my shop down. But what, what what could happen? I could reach other people and you know, it, they could help me just as much as I helped them. I guess in a way. So it was, it was absolutely scary and terrifying. The first time I hit publish on my links and put that out in the universe, but it's been a, it's been an amazing journey since the beginning. And I'm so grateful for it.
1: Yeah. And, you know, Scott, all of Katie's products, they are all around inspiration and providing that motivation to other people. I'm actually drinking um, my coffee out of one of her mugs right now. And it says, I did notice that. Yep. It says every day I'm hustling. And I, you know, I love it. It's so fun. But the best part about it is, it's a product that I know that you made and that you put so much love into. And so it's something that has so much more of a deeper meaning than just a product. Um, so can you tell us a little bit more about what it's been like to be a small business owner and just really that that true impact behind it, that it's so much more than a business and especially what it provides as a military spouse? It provides me with an outlet uh, really and truly just to show
2: my creativity, show show more people about a different side of me that I, I didn't necessarily know was there. And um, it's been amazing. I, I'm, I'm grateful for it. I'm, I'm grateful that I have the opportunity to, to do it. And I love that my products get in other people's hands and they mean something to them. There's a, you know, you, you can drink your coffee in the morning and you think about the hustle that you've got going on in the day. Or I know one particular product that i Uh, like to showcase are the mirror affirmation stickers, which you can kind of see up there in my mirror. (laughs) But um, just a reminder that, um, you know, to talk talk nice to yourself. And I think we focus so much on the things we can't do and need to focus more on the things we can do. And, you know, sometimes just seeing that I'm capable, I am worthy, I can do it, just, is everything to someone. And so I want to just put that out in the world and remind people that they are worthy and they, they can literally do anything that they want to do.
0: Speaking of Monica and Katie, I'm on Spousely now and this in a world where you can be anything, be kind.
1: Yes. I'm going to have
0: to get, I'm going to have to ask that for my whatever is the next holiday. uh, I'll put add (laughs) that to my gift list, but I I love that because folks do, I mean, there's simple things that you think we all know, we need to be constantly reminded, right. right? That for me, it's, it's PTK every day that I learned from a church mm-hmm. group, patience, tolerance, kindness. And it's just that little phrase where when you're ready to lose, lose all of that, yeah. I mean, you know, we got to be human and in, in, in PTK, but Monica, I saw that <laughs> from that Katie had up there. I had to say something about it. So yeah. what, what, uh, what else are we asking Katie about?
1: Um, so, well, I just want to say, because I've had the the honor of getting to know, you know, Katie over the past few months and just, you know, I, I call her a friend. She's literally just been there for me. She's been a part of the Spousely journey. And that is what is so powerful about Spousely and our community is having people like Katie, um, just behind it and being able to help power it. So I just want everyone listening, listening to know that, We um, are a people versus products marketplace. And that sounds a little crazy, right? Because obviously we're selling products and we have services on the platform. But really at the end of the day, what Katie just shared with us is so inspiring, so impactful, and it mm. just really makes a mark and it makes people really need to think through purchasing with a purpose. So I just kind of wanted to, to share that and wanted to see, Katie, do you have any advice that you can offer for anyone that is considering starting their business? This, this should be good, Katie.
0: I'm, just I'm, I'm, I got my just, notes ready.
1: Just <laughs> do it. Just dive in. Um,
2: you will never know if you don't try. You, you just have to take that leap of faith sometimes. And if, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but maybe you've just gotten, you know, one week how you could try again, just, just try. And then another, I feel that is also important is protect your space, your personal space, use your boundaries. Um, I think a lot of people leave their corporate jobs or their other jobs, they're nine to five and they find that they then work 24 (laughs) seven at their new job. And, just remember to take care yes monica i'm looking at you um <laughs> just remember to take care of you um you can't pour from an empty cup so it is a it is 100% okay to say no take the rest there is there are no prizes for this hustle culture and just working yourself to the ground so take the breaks take the rest protect your space because you will end up better because you're taking care of yourself
0: Mm. You can't pour from an empty cup. First time I heard that put that way.
1: I and, love and it, that.
0: How true? Yeah, it is so true. Um, great advice there. If I could take that question one step further, two follow-up questions: Do you have any? So, was, when you look back at at your role models and your family, is there any entrepreneurialism that runs in your family? Or are you your fir- your family's first founder?
2: I am not. No, my dad's side of the family started a plumbing and heating business, gosh, 50 years ago with my my grandpa and his twin brother. They started it and it has grown tremendously. So if you're in the Wisconsin area, you probably know mid-city plumbing, but um, <laughs> I love it. Yes, they are entrepreneurs themselves with the plumbing business, but my family is also a um, a family of first responders, my parent, both my parents were, um, fire volunteer firefighters and EMTs. My grandpa, my grandpa was my, my uncles. So you can do both. Um, but yes, I, I have a lot of really amazing role models in my family.
0: So can we give your family, I'm not sure what your maiden name is. Can we give them a shout Zulick. out? Cause they're like pillars yes. of the communities when I'm hearing what's their, what's their name?
2: The Zulik family for my dad's side. And then the Giuliani family for my mom's side.
0: Wonderful. That's what we need more of. Okay. One of my additional questions was, um, oh, what advice? You know, we talked about your advice you'd give other potential entrepreneurs, but how about folks that are, you know, military spouses or you know, they're veterans, you know, folks that have experienced that military life or are still experiencing it? Mm-hmm. Any unique advice you'd give them if they're thinking about doing what you've done?
2: I definitely ask for help. I think we have this whole idea that we can shoulder everything alone. And you don't have to, and you shouldn't have to. Mm. So as a military spouse, ask for help. People, they're, they're very kind people out there and they always are, what can I do to help? Or just, you know, contact me, let me know what I can do. And I think we always think, mm, no, I'm, I'm okay, I, I've got this. You don't have to have it 100% of the time. So let people help. And it's the same thing when you're going into a, an entrepreneur journey, ask for help sometimes that looks like for me is can my husband go and take care of uh, sanding a couple projects for me or putting the stain on first if it saves me a step he'll do it I just need to you know not work myself up to a frenzy and it, it goes kind of for all walks of life but it is okay to ask for help let people help you
0: love that and, and clearly as, as you both of y'all have referenced y'all have had a friendship that is that's also served as a, a resource for both of your respective entrepreneurial journeys I love that all right so I want to Talk about spousy for a second here. We, it came on our radar after uh, we met Monica at a vets 2 industry function, where my, I think Monica was one of the keynotes. And of course, Monica, Forbes Magazine, and thousands of other outlets have have recognized it, the really cool things she's doing. And to your point, Katie, that's a, that's a wonderful, such a great resource for uh, first responders that want that that are that are uh, on that founder journey. You know, of course, military spouses. Just love, love the mission behind it. So, to you, Katie, how did you find Spousely, and what, what, what's been? How would you describe your experience with it thus far?
2: I found Spousely through a friend when we were stationed in Alabama together. She had started her journey through Spousely, and she was the push that I needed. So, thank you, Erin, for introducing me to Spousely to Monica. It's been an amazing journey. I, I think, I honestly signed up and didn't post anything or put any listings up for like three months, but I was there in the background ready and waiting and watching. So, um, again, just do it, just put it out there. And, but it's been a good, it's been a great journey. And I feel like even though I wasn't a vendor from the first day, I feel like I've been kind of tracking Spousey since almost the beginning. And it's, it's been amazing, amazing to watch the growth and to meet the other vendors, there are some incredible, incredible people on Spouse Sleep.
0: Agreed. I've got a five-pound bag of the finest Nicaraguan coffee coming my way from my first Spouse experience, and you know I've already noticed, Monica. You, you already know this, and Katie knows it too. The communication stream—you know—they they give me an update when it's here, an update when it's there. I mean, mm-hmm. it, you know, that's what's in demand these days, and you've got that baked into the platform. But but my favorite thing is what Katie's speaking to uh is such a huge empowerment vehicle and enabling folks to to take that leap. You know, because I think as three entrepreneurs here, one of the toughest decisions, and it should be, is jumping out of that tree, jumping, you know, jumping out of that safety net, you know, making that splash. And so to find platforms that will help help you do that is so, so important. So Monica, I'm gonna give you a chance to respond to that and then we're gonna make sure folks know how to connect with Katie.
1: Yeah, that was amazing, Katie. And like I I tell you all the time, thank you so much for just, you know, being a part of this journey because we are building Spousely together. There's, you know, I might be the founder and the CEO, but it's just been such an incredible journey to have all of our vendors coming together, uh, spreading the word and being able to uplift one another. We are truly a community that gets it. We are alongside each other on this journey we're finding ways to help one another, and most importantly, we're there for each other in both business and in life. And so that truly has been my favorite part about the the journey. And I do want to say to Katie's point, I am a big believer on "Don't think, just do," because we have <laughs> a lot of times we talk ourselves out of things. We we get nervous, we get scared, we think about all the negatives that could come out of it, or you know maybe it's something that we don't think we can fit in, and if you just Go for it. You will be pleasantly surprised at what you're capable of and what others love learning and being a part of as well.
0: Amen. Spike the football on what both of y'all have shared, <laughs> Some someone out there needs to hear exactly what you are sharing. There's a great quote I came across last week as I was talking about my granddad. We shared, we shared you know, his birthday was August 21st and I was 23rd and we shared that each year and he's just a gold standard of a person and uh, it was you never know what your acts are that you do in a certain day that's a sermon to someone it might be the only sermon they get that day and you know going back to some of the values and some of the work ethic and some of the the things we have to do and tough tough choices we got to make you know being that person and and so bonica just like you said don't think just do right remove that mental head trash so i love that let's make sure folks know how to connect with katie and then, Monica, I've got just another question, too, for you. So, Katie, how can folks find you, connect with you, buy your stuff, get that coffee cup that Monica's drinking from yes. right now? How can folks I mean, find that?
2: Got my mug, but it, I mean, but it says, but did you die on it? So <laughs> had to bring that humor in there. Um, you can find me on, of course, Spousely. My shop is called Love and Lettering by Katie. I'm on LinkedIn, but it is with my professional name. So Catherine Prill, not by Katie. And then of course I'm on Instagram, uh, love and lettering by Katie. And of course, feel free to uh, email me K P R wait, K M P R I L L one nine at gmail.com.
0: Wonderful. And we'll have most of that. if not all of that one click away in the show notes. So that's we can make it really easy to connect with Katie and Monica there is just so our audience knows. There's no endorsement. We're fans, real fans, genuine fans of Spousely and of Monica. And I love that. I love what they're doing. So that that's that's why we're working together. And you've got no shortage of good news and growth stories. Uh, you've been accepted at Incubators. We touched on Forbes, the growth itself. I mean, it's so much. It's like a truckload of good news. But give us one of your favorite recent developments with Spousely, and of course, how can folks connect with you?
1: Yeah, so we do have a lot going on. I am definitely on a mission. Um, the the more that I can continue spreading the word about Spousely, the more we can continue putting more funds in the pockets of our heroes. So I am definitely never um, stopping. I've got my foot on the gas. But let's see. We did just recently win the Startup Nevada Pitch Competition, and then we also just secured a wonderful sponsorship, which I will disclose a little bit more once everything's finalized. But. <laughs> It's great, and we're excited because that's what we know can contribute can truly help us move mountains, is aligning with other companies and organizations that love supporting our military and first responder community. And now that they can see just how many amazing entrepreneurs are within one community itself, that is so powerful. And Scott, did you know that there's over 4 million businesses alone just owned by military families that doesn't even include first responders? Like how incredible is that? That's a very powerful number. And so just continuing the mission um, and finding ways that we can support one another.
0: Gosh, 4 million, that blows me away. Uh, and that's, that's great that I think, you know, there's so many aspects and attributes of successful entrepreneurs that, um, that you can find in our military families and, and certainly our veterans, certainly our military spouses, certainly our first responders. So uh, I bet that's 4 million <laughs> very successful Businesses. So I love Spousely. Congrats on all that, all of that good news. You know, before we were, and Monica, how can folks connect with you?
1: Yeah, go head on over to spousely.com. It's spouse ly.com. You can find thousands of products and services, all created by military and first responders. And um, I'm always um, open to a conversation. I love connecting, learning from others, and finding ways just to continue pushing forward.
0: Love that. And I appreciate your family service. Uh, what your husbands are doing, what y'all do, um, you know, on that note, uh, folks, if you're listening, one of the themes here has been, you know, looking out for each other and, you know, these, you don't, it goes, doesn't have to be mentioned the difficult times we're all going through together based on the global events. So now is the time like Katie and Monica are speaking to reach out to those veterans and you know, check in on them, yeah, you, know, you know, love on them, you know, but make sure they stay on your radar. So with that said, Monica, a pleasure. I'll tell you, Katie, Katie, you blew away the expectations. We knew we were getting a, like a, a Hollywood hero in here today, man, you blew it away. A pleasure to meet you, Katie Prill.
1: Likewise. Likewise. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And Scott, I just want to say, first of all, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I want to say thank you so much for allowing us um, to share our spousely community and their stories, because that is something that is so important. And I truly, really appreciate everything that you're doing to continue spreading the word.
0: Thank you. Uh, you know, that's that's the mission we're on. And, and, and I love how that is so baked into your journey. It is here, you know, finding people like Katie that come from the families that have given so much. Uh, and now they're starting new chapters as entrepreneurs. You can't, uh, there's no better content. So big thanks to Katie Prill with Love and Lettering by Katie. The links to connect with Katie will be in the comments. Uh, Monica Fullerton, founder and CEO at Spousely. Uh, again, check out Spousely.com. Remember, there's a hyphen in between spouse and LY. So Spousely.com. Check that out. Folks, hopefully you've enjoyed this episode as much as I have. This is you know, this is the kind of conversations that has me running through walls. So this is why we do this stuff, jumping out of bed in the mornings. Um, if you're a veteran, you got a story to tell, reach out to us. You can find us across social media. Of course, you can find us at uh, SupplyChainNow.com. Most importantly, hey folks, do good. Give forward. Be the change that's needed. Be just like Katie and Monica and our dear friend Kelly Barner. And with that said, we'll see you next time right here on Veteran Voices. Thanks, everybody.